Hello again, everyone. This is DNF Happy Hour, and we're kicking off hashtag March Monster Madness uh, with the 2015 self-published sensation that rocked book talk, the cuddliest, the fuzziest, the sweetest, and the bluest OG alien monster fucker, Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. Because hashtag Monch Monster Madness. Welcome back to another episode of DNF Happy Hour, the bookish podcast where we, you know, Mel B here and uh, Jackie D. Well, hello there. Your hosts, uh, we break down some of our craziest reads and uh, discuss if they're ready for their screen adaptation debut. We also provide a little insight into uh, some of the lesser known or more controversial genres and tropes out there in the bookish world. And we share our experiences with them, which tend to be a lot of the like just headfirst, unaware <laughs> This is what's happening experience. So we, we share them. This episode, we're diving back into the monster fucker romances. We did a little bit with the orc smut back in a couple episodes ago. But we're spending all of March with some of the fluffiest and cuddliest stories available. And they're all on Kindle Unlimited. All monster fuckers on Kindle Unlimited. And we're kicking it off with Ruby Dixon's Ice Planet Barbarians. It is a science fiction romance with big, blue, fuzzy alien monsters. Anyways, just a warning, we record these after our main show, so we're a bit slosh. You know, not sloppy, though. And we are hashtag sorry, not sorry for whatever is about to come out of our mouths. Let me set the scene for you. It is 2020. COVID is doing its thing. And like the majority of the population, I am on TikTok about 90% of my waking hours. I believe it's late 2020 is when Ice Planet Barbarians broke onto the book talk scene and was causing all sorts of hoopla. Or at least that's like when I started seeing it on there. I don't know. Jackie and I think we relate to the TikTok book talk scene, but I, I remember seeing a lot of it, like a lot of it. We're talking a serious fan base for these blue fuckers. I do know, though, that when I started seeing it, my first thoughts were WTF. No, that sounds so cringe. I was not there yet, Jackie, in our journey. They're like blue aliens. They're on planet and they're like super huge, they're like seven feet tall. And I'm like, that sounds horrible. <laughs> so like, no, 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 I don't want it. Well, now let's fast forward to December of 2022. Kindle Unlimited, for lack of a better phrase, has had me in a chokehold, and I've been venturing down some grimy rabbit holes. So I'm ready. November, December of that year, Jackie and I, we took a break from the podcast for the holidays, do family stuff, blah, 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 blah. So I just had way too much time on my hands. And you know what they say about idle hands. Kindle Unlimited and Amazon, they dredged me through the bowels of the Kindle Unlimited romances. And then I stumbled upon that book cover, that little thumbnail popped up, with that big ass blue alien back where like she's like uh it's it's very it's it's salacious to say mm-hmm. the least and i said why the fuck not seriously i think i actually texted jackie at the time like i'm gonna do it mm-hmm. i'm gonna do it 
downloaded the first one. And then within the next three days, I read 12 of the books, which included some of the novellas. So there's some shorter ones in there. But there was about 12 within three days. Mm -hmm. Did I sleep? I don't remember. (laughs) It's all sort of a blur. I am on like I'm well past the 20 somethings now in regards because you have the books the main books the main storylines and you have the novellas that come in there are some short stories then there are other spin-off series that tie in and if you do your research and if you want this just hit me up on twitter i'll give it to you it is the comprehensive how to read them in order list so i found that and i've been at it so i'm like i think i'm almost at 30 now on that list and there's about 50 something because there's new, there's new series that have come out. One lo- just launched today. Jackie, we're talking clones. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> Jackie, you, this is this is the first blue one you've read for this show. Yeah, I'm I'm really really new. I think when you were reading these, that's when I was in the like the rock star romance and then mm. the rock star's daughter, her mm. romance, and then there's a spinoff from there. Was it's all the the trilogies that were actually four books. So. Yeah. Depends on Three how you count four. It. Yeah. I think there was a Demon Queen Trials book that came out at that time or that I read. I don't know. So yeah, I finally jumped into it. And, and I will say I I am enjoying it. And as soon as I finished the first one, I downloaded the second one. But then I was like, wait, no, there's so much podcast stuff I have to read. I got to put this down for a minute. So March is a big month. We have eight episodes we have to film. So there's there's um. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we got to read. Not all of it that that crazy. We're not talking mm-hmm. about eight different 600-page chonkers, but it's still it still takes time. Still takes time. I have actually done my first reread ever. And I don't mean like ever in my life. I know I've read reread books from when I was younger that I had to read for school or I read for pleasure. Like Little Women was one of them, Handmaid's Tale. But this is the first reread that I've done of a contemporary novel. And I ordered all of the available special edition paperbacks <laughs> that are just so fucking nice. They're so pretty. And we're going to give one away this month, too. Mm-hmm. It has... Okay, so when she released this in 2015, she was self-published. So think of, like, Wattpad. Mm-hmm. It's not the best. It's obviously been improved, but this obviously has seen an editor or two. Stuff has been fleshed out a little bit better. So you're going from about 188 pages, I believe, is the Kindle Limited, where the paperback is now 300 and something pages. Oh, wow. So there's there's extra stuff, but the story still remains the same. Jackie, you're not really missing anything. It's just some things are just explained a little bit better. The wording that's used is better. But you also get an exclusive bonus epilogue where Vectal takes Georgie hunting. And it's so stupid adorable, Jackie. I will give it to you after this so you can read it. Okay. But it also has the Honeymoon uh, novella in it as well. Okay. Love it. All right. Let's talk about what this book is. It is available on Kindle Unlimited. All of them are. You can go and just read to your heart's content if you have Kindle Unlimited. I do know that a lot of the online libraries have it available. Everyone on like book talk and twitter that don't have kindle limited are reading it for free so there's there's a way for you to get access to it and if you really don't have access to it we have the book giveaway coming up that gives you a chance to have access to it so this is what is on the back of the special edition paperback i use this one because it's slightly longer than the kindle unlimited description but it's saying about the same stuff 
you'd think being abducted by aliens would be the worst thing that could happen to me. And you'd be wrong, because now the aliens are having ship trouble, and they've left their cargo of human women, including me, on an ice planet. We're not equipped for life in this desolate winter wasteland. Since I'm the unofficial leader, I head out into the snow to look for help. I find help all right. A big blue horned alien introduces himself in a rather startling way. (laughs) (laughs) Vectil says I'm his mate, his chosen female, and that my presence is the reason his chest is purring. He'll help me and my people survive, but this poses a new problem. If Vectil helps us survive, I'm not sure he's going to want to let me go. All right, this is the genres and trips that we're talking about in this book, all right? It's Monster Fucker March. Everything's got monsters in it. This one is a little bit different in the sense because we're more of the sci-fi side. This is technically cataloged as a science fiction romance, which is a subgenre of romance, obviously. And just remember, it's a subgenre of romance, not a subgenre of science fiction mm-hmm. because the premise of it and the main theme is romance. It just has science feature or science fiction elements, which often involves the sort of speculations based on current or future science and or technology. That's the science fiction side, but put into a romance format. So in Ice Planet Barbarians, we have technology, obviously, that can travel between planets, like cargo ship type travel, not, you know, sending the rover out to Mars. Like actual that can transport humans and other species, that can, which we, we don't have here on Earth. Uh, There's also the sort of intergalactic translator devices that they have. And then also uh, on the planet themselves, they can implant new languages. They can learn a language instantly. We don't have that. That would be amazing, but we don't. And then also this sort of technology where we could keep humans, at least in this sort of cryo sleep. Actually, later on in the series, not to give anything away, but apparently they can stay in cryo sleep for a very long time. Hmm. Very long time. Next part of this is we have aliens. It's not necessarily a genre or a trope per se. It's sort of the, it's tropish in the sense that when you're dealing with science fiction, it doesn't mean you have to have aliens, but you tend to have aliens and this one does. So this is that alien tropish thing. And obviously an alien in our definition is a sentient and extraterrestrial life form that does not originate on earth. So it could be anywhere else. And what we have here are the Sakui species, whatever they are, race, and they live on this ice planet, which the women of this story have sort of named Not Hoth, which is a Star Wars reference. So if you're a Star Wars nerd, you understand it. If not, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't change anything about the story. And also there's the symbiote. This is what's interesting to me is that I don't know if it's actually sentient, but it's it knows stuff. And apparently it knows like when another viable mate is nearby so that's what this purring and we'll talk a little bit about that so i added them because i'm like it's still kind of an alien we don't have that here but if it's sentient i don't know Mm. i think it might be because with the maylock her shit can talk to the other ones quote unquote talk okay i'm talking about the healer so there you go science fiction romance remember subgenre to romance not science fiction you're gonna get people angry if you say that this is a science fiction book (laughs) (laughs) 
Speaking of angry people, let's talk about reviews. Hmm. Okay, on Goodreads, it has a 3.68 out of 5. That's just under 92,000 ratings. Of that, the highest concentration was 4 out of 5 at 34%. 5 was 24%. 3 was 29%. 2 was 8%. And 1 was 3%. So people overwhelmingly were either neutral or liked this book. Of those roughly 92,000 ratings, 14.7 thousand people decided to write reviews fantastic yeah i think this falls into that category jackie we talked about where we get into the weirder side of literature Mm -hmm. where some people are just not prepared yeah when they they don't do their research when we i did the slob episode with a and nisi so Mm -hmm. that is a splatterpunk horror that is a a very niche type work right Mm -hmm. it is jackie would have never no jackie would never read that book even I had some issues with it. A actually read it to me while I was getting tattooed. <laughs> but that had like a three point something, 3.6 or whatever. And I believe it's because people come into it and they're just like, oh my God, this is, this is fucking weird. I, this is violent. I, I can't do this. And they're not actually critiquing the book. They're critiquing the genre. Oh, okay. So I think people come into, you know, a monster fucker yeah. or a sci-fi romance and they're like, I can't deal with this. So the moral of the story is people, like we said on the slob episode, do your research, explore, but also learn your limits. Yeah. Because when you go in and review bomb a book like this, it's not really fair. What's happening is you're you're giving it one and two stars and it's just because you don't like the idea of interspecies relationships <laughs> where the story itself is probably just fine and you would have given it five stars if they just happened to be humanoids on this planet and not blue aliens with a tail. If people don't like interspecies relationships, then I highly recommend they do not listen to the whole month of Happy Hour. Oh yeah, you're going to hate it. It's all monster fuckers. There's not one human on human thing that's happening. Not even close to it. So, yeah. And it's just going to get weirder after this. Yep, five out of five. First one. Well, that was different. <laughs> they gave it a five out of five though. This is like what we did this slob. Some yeah. of these five out of fives when you read it, I'm like, this could have also been a one star. Yeah. Like, I, this is, oh, this is fucking traumatic. Five stars. Yeah. Five stars. So, <laughs> cool. Another five out of five. They actually go, 10 out of 10 would bang a blue alien. And don't deny it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to deny it. Thank you. Okay, this next one is a four out of five. And this one was one that I actually found originally as a three out of five. But I guess they decided to take their original review and then (laughs) do a reread and then another reread and change their rating. So the original one says, at first I was like, hmm, Ice Planet Barbarians as a joke. But bro, I don't think it's a joke anymore. That was the original three out of five. Yes. I love the bro. (laughs) Yeah. Reread one. I don't know how I got here again, but I loved every second. This is where they first bumped it up to four. Yeah. And then reread number two. It's like Avatar porn and I love it. (laughs) So many reviews that I found made references to Avatar and there were Because they're blue. Yeah. Yeah. There were Avatar gifts and a lot of them. It was just ridiculous. I want to say, I I think it is like a Avatar fan fiction. Yeah. It's just she hasn't come out and admitted it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff that happens. I'm like, it seems kind of similar. Yeah. 
it's okay. I don't hate it. <laughs> There's no snow on 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 the Avatar planet, though. That's why I think like when you have the fan fictions, they take something and they mm-hmm. make it like completely the opposite. Where you had Twilight, they're in high school, and then with Fifty Shades, she was like, "No, no, he's a billionaire." Yeah. And he doesn't. He has a found family, too. It's kind of the same, but not the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Three out of five. Believe me, even I'm judging myself for this. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I think this is like one of those where they might reread it and bump it up later. This is just their entry into it. And they're like, I don't hate it, but I just am confused. Yeah. This is a self-reflection type review right here. Mm-hmm. Next review is another three out of five. These books are like crack. Oh, they are. Yeah. Absolute cocaine. Sniff it. You can't get enough. Cocaine bear. <laughs> One out of five. Absolutely not. This book is god awful. I don't know what book talk is <laughs> is on for hyping this up. I feel different now and not in a good way. My therapist will be hearing about this. <laughs> wow. This person did not do their research. They got peer pressured into it and obviously did not understand their own limits. So mm-hmm. But it's okay. I wonder what their thoughts would have been on Den of Vipers. See, that's where people have different limits. I've seen people that are all about those reverse harems where there's literally like 20 dudes. I'm like, how do you even remember their names? How do you keep that straight? Where are they all fitting? And people just fucking love it. Where mm-hmm. me, I am like, it has to be a very special situation for me to get down on a reverse harem. I'm not totally sold on it yet. And I've read several of them. Mm-hmm. But with the monster fuckers, I'm like, sure. I did reach my limit on the monster fuckers, though. Um, I cannot do dinosaurs. Um, I can see that. Yeah. I, I, I read one the other night, like, why the fuck not thing. And it's just like a little novella. And I I gave it one star. And I was very upset. And I said, I'm just really uncomfortable. I'm not <laughs> judging anyone. But I this is I don't feel good. This did not make me feel. I'm now crying. Just rocking in the corner. So that's my limit. I learned it. I learned my lesson. I won't go back. So Okay. Okay. Well, now you know. And that's how. <sighs> okay. Uh, another review. One out of five. Was it good? No. Did it make me uncomfortable? Yes. Did I enjoy the experience? Absolutely. Absolutely? Yeah. I'm Either they're missing a word at the end. Not. Or they don't know how the rating system works. I think maybe they're rating it just on the... On the fundamentals of literature, they're like, no, this is obviously a one, Mm -hmm. but I'm all for it. (laughs) One out of five, Jackie's favorite. Wasn't ever going to publicly admit to reading this for purely academic reasons, okay? But my desire to meet my Goodreads yearly goal was stronger than my shame, so here we are. (laughs) I respect you. This This is the part, people, where we switch it up from our main show where we break down those book-to-screen adaptations and we take a book that probably doesn't deserve an adaptation, but we're going to do it, damn it. We're going to adapt this bitch, and hopefully somebody hears this and does something with it. Yeah. Because here we go. Yeah. First, we're going to pick our favorite character and who we're casting. And of course, Jackie did her little ninja move that she likes to do when everyone needs outline, and she always picks the character that I want. So Jackie, why don't you go and tell them who you want and who's going to cast for it? My favorite character is Liz. Because she's mm. like super sassy and mm. hilarious. I wonder why I like her. I, I would cast Anya Taylor Joy because Liz is described as being blonde and having big eyes. She is. I when I yeah. saw you start typing that out, I was like, you know what? That's a really good choice mm-hmm. because they're they're all young and she is taller. Liz mm-hmm. is known as being taller of the group. 
but she is just sassy. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of movies that Anya's been in where she does play that sort of sassy in a younger type way, but still sexy. Mm-hmm. And it not be creepy. Yeah. Okay. I went ahead and picked Georgie. She is the main female. She's the one uh, this book is about. Liz is like her right hand gal, per yeah. se. And it comes more apparent like as you're reading on. At first I thought like maybe I'll do Vectal, but I just don't care enough. Like just pick some big dude, put him in the weird green suit with the golf balls on it, and it won't matter. Yeah. It won't matter because we're really, we don't care. All they have to do is grunt and growl a little bit. And that's all sound effects, right? Yeah. So I picked Georgie because they're in part. I think the women are probably the most important part of this. And mm-hmm. obviously March, you know, Women's History Month. Yay. <laughs> the OG women alien fucker. Woohoo! So pick Georgie. And this one, I Georgie is obviously beautiful. But she's also, she's not exotic in any way. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm actually basing this off of like further books where you get more like talk about her and stuff. But she's funny, but she's funny in like she has this serious side to her where she's like, Oh, I gotta get my shit together, right? Like I gotta I gotta be cool about this. I gotta keep a level head. But she also jokes around. I'm like, who can do that? Research and research, research. And I go, you know what? I was thinking of um Khaleesi. I was like, one Khaleesi. Obviously Georgie is brunette, curly hair, and Khaleesi's blonde. But I'm like, Amelia Clark, she can do this. Because you see her in funny-ass movies. You see her in serious stuff. You see her in, obviously, Game of Thrones. I've seen her in thrillers. Like, she does the full spectrum. So I feel like she's the same one that can come out there. And when we need to get to business, she's there. But when it's time to be cute and cuddly and sexy, she can also do that. Yep. So Amelia Clark for Georgie. All right. So anya taylor joy and amelia clark are like we're down let's do this now how is this getting adapted and wh- how what are we going to see i think and this is purely because i'm being selfish i want this to have like game of thrones quality production i want that type of budget i want that type of timeline i don't care if i have to wait a year and a half between <laughs> seasons it's okay i'll i'll do it but i want that so i want hbo to do it and i want it to be series wise like that eight to 10 episode. Like I want a Game of Thrones style. Okay. I just said a movie on some streaming service, but that was before I found out that you said the special edition is like some 300 pages or whatever, which would warrant, I think, more of a series. The version that I read would be more a movie. Yeah. You know, that's interesting because Jackie's only read the first book. And she's read the Kindle Unlimited version. So it's the, you're not mi- like, there's nothing else that happens mm-hmm. in the main story. You get the extra epilogue, obviously, but it, it doesn't change the plot or anything. But when, if you're somebody like me who has snorted the line of cocaine and now is just needs to take a bump like every 30 minutes, we know that these story as the books go on, they're just interlocked. You, they are not standalones. You shouldn't like jump into book six if you haven't read. You should be reading them in order and with the novellas and stuff. So they could easily make these into series where you're getting a lot of content for the first season that maybe isn't touched on in the first book, but they they interlock. But like multiple fleshed out seasons. I don't want this season seven, season eight shit that we got Game of Thrones. Like I don't want Disney poaching our writers (laughs) for Star Wars. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm putting it out there. All right. So 
HBO's like, let's go, we got this. Or maybe even Apple TV. Maybe Apple TV's like, fuck, HBO is so, like, 2005. Like, Apple TV is the way to go. We're going to do this for you, boo. And uh, Amelia Clark and Anya Teller-Joy, they're already with us. What scene has to be in there for it to be a go, Jackie? Uh, for me, it would be when Georgie gets the uh, alien language uploaded into her brain. And obviously after she's finished her like whole passing out thing, but then she and Vectal are actually able to talk. Yeah, that's that's big because up until then, they're just like kind of miming and mimicking yeah. and not understanding anything no. at all. But I also during that scene as well, I would like just the interaction that Vectal has with the spaceship because he doesn't know that it's a spaceship yeah and it's this very caveman-y like i'm gonna protect you from the light (laughs) (laughs) i like it's a good scene yes okay i this is towards the end i'm not spoiling i mean these books really aren't about spoilers like they're more just for the experience so obviously the the story continues there's literally like 50 something of these books okay so they stay on the planet anyway it's when Georgie finds Vector, right? They do this whole thing and they finally able to talk and she gets to bring the other hunters from his tribe back to help save the other women that are stuck in the cargo bay because they crash land. And then they have to like take all the other women out of the tubes. But here's the thing. The guys are super excited, right? Because Vectel's telling them and by this point, Georgie can talk to them as well because she has the language. And then they're like, they're all women. And this tribe is like, we need females. And they know that their chief just resonated with her. So he's purring and they're going to mate and it's going to be amazing because their tribe is sort of like dying and they don't have a lot of, there's like four and two of them are super old and one of them's like a baby. (laughs) So, (laughs) so the guys are like hyped. They're like, let's do this. So he brings all these young hunters. They stop at the ship to get the language. So they're ready. Like they're, they're super psyched, right? Get up to the, the crash site. They get in there, they're helping the females, but immediately, like, somebody starts purring. And Georgie's just like, who the fuck was that? <laughs> who did it? <laughs> Show yourself! But everyone goes silent, like, because yeah. Georgie's not, like, trying to pimp out her human yeah. compadres there. I want to see that because I feel like that's just going to be the most hilarious cinematic scene ever. Yeah, I even cackled the second time I read it, knowing exactly what was happening. <laughs> just seeing the, who is that? <laughs> funny, funny, funny to me. Okay. Now, HBO and Apple are having, like, maybe they've even, like, come to terms and they're collaborating on this with Amelia Clark and Anya Taylor-Joy. They're going to do fully fleshed out 10-episode series. Are you going to watch it? Yippers. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm being selfish. This is going to be the new, like, the next Outlander. I want a fandom for this. Mm-hmm. I want, like, you know how The Walking Dead has The Talking Dead after it mm-hmm. each episode? That's what I want. Okay, let's review what we've learned. Okay, we have science fiction romance. And what is it a subgenre of Jackie? Uh, Romance. Romance. Not? Science fiction. Don't upset the nerds. Mm -hmm. Then we have aliens. It's not a genre. It's like a trope-ish character characterization within science fiction romance or science fiction in, in general. In our case, though, it's just our cuddly monster. Two fuck. Mm-hmm. because apparently like while their genitalia is different it's not incompatible yes there are books out there where that becomes a thing mm. we are not there yet i 
and not incompatible like it doesn't work because obviously then the book wouldn't be a thing thank you for listening everyone um we continue with this hashtag march monster madness next week with an adorable woven jimbo and his curvy baker Uh, and it's ashley bennett's muscles and monsters it's so fucking cute even the cover you just want to cuddle it it's adorable yeah right links are in the episode description but until next time guys you know stay smutty Bye. bye